This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show, where I share conversations with artists and innovators to elevate people and ideas so that together we can reach new heights. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. I hope you're doing well today, Monday, September 28th. Uh, We got about a month until a very big election. We're still very much in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, And today I'm sharing a conversation with Priya Mahendra, who has a new project called the Princess Possibility Project. Um, I think this project is very important because while things are in chaos and we're um, on very unsure footing in the world um, and what's going to happen in the election, um, sometimes like when I'm having conversations about race and about politics, uh, sometimes I, I get frustrated because I feel like things are never going to be perfect. Um, there's not going to be some utopia we're ever going to reach. But at the same time, um, I very much believe we have to work and strive for more. I feel like um, one of the big problems in the world is that we've settled for a nightmare. Um, Our aspirations are too low. So I think we can be a lot more than we've ever been or seen. Um, We just have to shoot for the stars, you know? And so that's what I believe. And that comes down to believing in possibility. And I really believe more is possible. And even if we don't get there, it's important to work and to envision and strive for what we really want to see in the world. So I hope this conversation with Priya uh, shares some light with you. Basically, what she's doing is she is sharing interpretations of seven of the Disney princesses. And the idea is, even though Jasmine actually does happen to be Priya's favorite because of her values and dreams and her change-making abilities, um, and they happen to share um, South Asian heritage, um, that all of the princesses have different values that are universal to all of us. Um, And it's all about dreams, possibility, um, and the ability to, to make change. So sharing this project hopefully will inspire young girls and young boys for that matter and people of all ages, for that matter, um, of all different looks to see themselves in these stories and these pretty universal stories when it comes down to it. So however you're feeling right now, um, I've been up and down. I was kind of down last week. Um, I hope that this episode, this conversation gives you some light. I hope it inspires you to lean into possibility um, and gratitude you know, look around, remember to be grateful for what you do have. And yeah, I hope, hope it inspires you to believe that more is possible. And tune into her YouTube channel um, every Wednesday at 11. New ones will be going up. Uh, there's about three or four up. I think the fourth is coming up this week. Um, so the links are in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Um, also on Instagram, they're being shared there. Those links are in the show notes. So without further ado, um, I'm super excited to share this conversation with you because Priya is somebody who gives me hope. Um, So 
I'm always happy to hear from her. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. This is Priya Mahendra, The Princess Possibility Project. Let's have a conversation. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Morning. I'm so good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, I was stuck in the same waiting room as you. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> it happens. Yep. Technology, Zoom. Yep. So, um, what's going on today? And uh, what do you have uh, coming up that you're excited to talk about? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, I am a huge fan of yours and I've been admiring your work from afar for quite a while and uh, just feel very grateful and lucky to be here and having this conversation with you. Well, the um, feelings mutual, first of all, so. <laughs> Thank you, Alec. Thank you. Um, let's see what's going on today. So I've been in Jersey with my family since the shutdown. Um, I am a Jersey girl and I, I feel so lucky to be at home during this time and to be able to spend the time with my family and and have somewhere that I call home during these months because there's so much unknown, so much that's so unsettling. And I, I'm so lucky and grateful to be here and be surrounded by love and support and uh, you know my family during this time. So it's been pretty rainy in Jersey for the past couple of weeks and no different today whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So got some uh, mood weather going on. Um, And what I'm excited about coming up is for the past uh, two months, I've been working on what I call the Princess Possibility Project. And it's been something that's been on my mind for for over a year now. And it's uh, finally, funnily enough, come to fruition and come to actuality during this time, which kind of feels a little, strange but it is the way it happened and in a nutshell the project is um i'm doing seven i want songs from different princesses and the intention and purpose of the project is to highlight possibility and to invite others to identify with characters based on who they are what they believe in what they stand for what their values are um, and not just what they look like and why this project resonates so strongly with me is because from a really young age, I have seen myself in the princesses so strongly. And I think as kids, when we feel such a strong connection to something in from an internal point of view or an internal standpoint, we kind of very easily can reject or look look over the glaring differences on the surface. So, you know, I never saw a difference between me and Ariel, even though she was a mermaid and I was a human, I just fell in love with her, her desire for hope and freedom and to belong. And that spoke to me as a child so much louder than her being a mermaid and me being a human and that difference on the surface. Um, so all of the princesses, uh, they're going to be the Disney princesses, right? Or for the most part. So I have, um, right now I have Anastasia included as well, which Anastasia, I guess is technically not a Disney princess, but all of, um, all of these princesses have 
kind of their own energies, their own characteristics, their own relationship to their physical environments and their own desires and hopes and what they fight for. So I'm with this project trying to lean into each of them in their own way, but all towards one purpose, which is um, we can identify with characters and start our own journey if we really know who we are and what we believe in and stand for. Mm -hmm. uh, so it starts with like kind of really starts with yourself first. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Kind of an inside out approach. Um, and it's, it's kind of wonderful to see no matter what these princesses, because they each have their own constraints and they each live in a world so different from each other. But what's common is that they know who they are so strongly and they may not be heard or seen or known by the people around them, but they fight for that so strongly through love, curiosity, compassion, kindness, courage, and an undying sense of hope, which I resonate with. And I think a lot of people resonate with um, pretty strongly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hope is, uh, hope is a choice. Mm -hmm. But it's sort of like, um, yeah, like what's the alternative? You know what I mean? Like, like the alternative to me is not worth it, even though hope feels, I think for some people, hope feels more scary. Like the fear of failing scares a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, but by letting that fear of failure when yeah you shut off possibility is the problem and then that's like the one thing people regret at the end of life is regret not failure exactly and and i love what you said about hope being a choice because to me hope is something that is not passive mm -hmm. it's active and you have to pursue hope you have to um, always be in pursuit of something that makes you hopeful and choose to actively have and embody hope. So it's not only something we can feel on the inside, but I really do believe that it's something that we can embody in our, in our words and our choices and our decisions in pursuit of being hopeful. So this project, I think I became sort of aware of it from afar um, around a year ago, like Jen kind of mentioned it at one of the one of the meetings, I don't know if it was a book club or something, but kind of mentioned it. Um, and then you said like over the last couple of months, it's kind of come mm -hmm. and coming more into like clarity and fruition. Uh, what was kind of the process then? What's the process been over like the last couple of months and kind of what's next? Like kind of what, where does it go from, from here? Yeah, so so the the way this project came about is I would see um, casting calls and breakdowns for Disney musicals. Um, and my heart would fly because, you know, for, for many others, I think as well as me, Disney has played and the princesses have played such a strong and hugely impactful role in my life and really shaped who I am. Um, and so I would see these casting calls and breakdowns and then I would read the description of the character and I would, every single line, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. This is if someone wrote down my values, if someone wrote down the way I kind of make my way through my day, this would be me. And then I would get to the last line and it would say, 
something along the lines of Caucasian only or, or you know, looking for someone uh, Caucasian. And that immediately was so heartbreaking to me because I feel such a strong connection to not only these the stories of the princesses, but the, the way they navigate through the stories um, and such a strong resonance with my own life and the, my own story and the way I'm navigating um, currently and have been and hope to continue to navigate through my own life story. Mm. So I, you know, I would um, see these casting calls and breakdowns and, and feel such a sense of up, uplifting, but also such a letdown of, of this barrier or this constraint that I could not uh, be a part of. Um, so it, it started though, that was the start of the seeds planting in me that the princesses have such potential and power to be a symbol of possibility because they all on the surface seem to have everything that anyone could want, but inside they are so longing to belong. They're so longing to be heard. They're so longing to be seen and visible and, um, to have love and be loved. And uh, so that kind of started planting the seeds of possibility in me and through many conversations with Jen, of course, about, you know, the importance of, of navigating with purpose and, the, and the, uh, navigating with possibility. And this idea of if I can approach these princesses from an inside out perspective, perhaps it can be impactful for others to also take that step um, for themselves. And it can perhaps be impactful for our industry to see that the princesses hold such power to be conscious and inclusive in their nature. Um, so that's kind of the story back then. And it, you know, I, I think about the princesses on a daily basis. That is how strongly connected I've, I feel with them. And, uh, and I think people sometimes, uh, kind of look over the princesses as something from from our childhood. But I think as adults, we can see ourselves even more clearly in them because we understand the constraints that they have much deeper. And we understand what it feels like to be voiceless or unseen or unheard or feel like we don't belong in such a deeper way than we may as children when we are first introduced to them. Um, so this project, so I moved home, like I told you in, in mid-March to Jersey, and I had this idea in my mind in the first couple of months of the shutdown that now more than ever, it is important for us to find possibility. And now more than ever, it is important for us to acknowledge and understand what the constraints we have are and how can we still navigate with possibility and purpose regardless and what i think is important about that is there is no um, ignoring of of the shutdown or ignoring of the constraints or ignoring of what is happening in our world but a very strong acknowledgement of all of that and the choice to create and navigate and lead with purpose and possibility and potential because it's that much more important during this time. Um, and so I, you know, 
kind of put all the puzzle pieces together of this to me, it feels like it speaks to who I am, what I believe in and the kind of work I want to do. And it also speaks to the importance of creating during this time and um, finding possibility, which is a word I, I use a lot, but truly finding what is possible for us with what is given to us at this moment. Um, and I'm very lucky that um, a cinematographer that I worked with last year on a project lives 15 minutes from my parents' house in Jersey. And so we've been collaborating on this and he's been shooting everything, all the film footage from six feet apart. So we've been able to maintain social distance and keep everyone safe and, and really prioritize that in this, um, in this time and kind of create some magic in a time and space where magic I feel is really needed. Mm -hmm. So this will be available for people to see soon or yeah. part of it, or what's the plan? The plan is uh, the plan is to start sharing um, the content the second week of September. Okay. So uh, there is going to be seven pieces of this project. And the idea is to share each um, by itself so that that princess and that story and that relationship to the, the desires and the environment has its time to kind of live on its own and keep adding the other pieces until we have the entire project to share as a whole. So the idea is that each of these pieces can live on its own, but they also all live as a collective, as a part of the Princess Possibility Project. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love this on a lot of different levels. Um, one of them also, you talk about possibility. It's one of my favorite things. You know, it's like a core belief um, and it's a core, it's like a, I don't really necessarily believe in hacks per se, Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think kind of like if you are feeling fearful, kind of just switching your mind and thinking about what's possible instead of just what like the negative outcomes can be, that's right. kind of is a hack. Um, just like kind of if you're feeling down, practicing gratitude, like listing things you're thankful for, um, that is kind of like a proven thing, at least for me, it works. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I think is really, so there's like the universal side of this, which is like everybody can relate. Like I can relate to those issues you were talking about with the princesses wanting to belong, um, you know, practicing hope. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, and then another thing is you being who you are and playing these different people that are sometimes limited. It's been refreshing to see in recent years, there has been more color conscious casting happening. Totally. Kind of, I think at the same time, we're having these great clashes of ideology, like within our country. Um, one thing that actually we're watching, like right now, me and my wife are watching, um, it's called Curse on Netflix. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, okay. Like as the different characters pop up and like in the first episode, Arthur pops up and he's black. And I'm like, I'm like, is that Arthur, Arthur? And then I'm like, just kind of like getting into what the world is. And I'm like, okay, cool. 
And then as I'm going, I'm like, huh, this is kind of an interesting take. Um, centering the story, not on Arthur, not on Merlin, but on this woman who's kind of, kind of like a warrior princess. Um, don't want to give away too much about that, but like, I'm like, let me check the reviews on, like, I'm always curious. I don't know about you, but like, I kind of for research, a lot of times hop on IMDb, mm-hmm. like, see who's connected to what and blah, blah, blah. And also sometimes just to see kind of what people are saying about it. Mm-hmm. So this had kind of like mid, mid reviews. And so I'm like, I wonder, and this has happened a lot recently where I'm like, are these lower reviews because of the quality or because of the casting. Mm. So there's a new code word that comes up. Um, it used to be, I'm, I'm trying to remember what, how people talked about it before, but basically I was like, I bet people don't like that Arthur's black in this. <laughs> and they didn't outright say that, but what they said was, gee, you know, I love diversity as much as anybody else but this forced diversity is getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. And they're, first of all, like Shakespeare or things that happened like hundreds of years ago and don't necessarily have as much to do about race, who cares? But this Camelot is like, it's mythology. Like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. And like what they did was Arthur is like lower class. Mm-hmm. And so I think they did a pretty good job of color conscious casting in that it kind of, he's like an outcast kind of character parallels to like right now. Like, so mm-hmm. to me, like watching it, it works because it's like, it's not directly commenting on what's happening to right now but it's relatable to re- what's right now because it's like you're used to seeing some of these dynamics play out. Um, so I think um, I think what's really cool about this prog- project is showing, like to me, when I see color conscious casting happening, when I see somebody non-traditional play a role, but it's rooted and connected to like that person's story, it opens up possibility, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there we go, possibility again. Possibility again, yes. Um, no, I think what you're saying is so true. And what's amazing about about these princesses and these, uh, these stories is that so many of the things that we work on as artists and as humans as, and as change makers is so apparent in their journey. Um, like mind, something like mindset work, I think is so important for us to recognize that it takes a strong mindset rooted in an everyday commitment to working on it to be able to have this journey and take this journey and not give in to fear and not give in to the the obstacles that are inevitably given in front of you or put in front of you and not give in to other people's opinions and not give in to the easier route you know i think there's there's so much so many dots that we can connect. And another thing that I love about the princesses is they are all incredibly smart. They are all people who really value knowledge and intelligence. And because they are princesses, sometimes that factor about them is so overlooked, but 
even a character like Ariel, Ariel is such a knowledge thirsty teen. She, mm-hmm. you know, like even when, even when the people around her are, are telling her to not follow her curiosity or not follow her passion for, for these burning questions that she has, she's just not able to put it away because her, her desire for knowledge and her desire to understand is so strong. And, and, you know, she's, she's a rebel. She has these rules set for her by her, her father and, and the life that she's born into and, and she rejects them and she does it because her compass inside is so strong and, and she follows it with, with such integrity and passion and, and she really allows her heart to lead her. So I think that also an important thing to remember is that these princesses are so, uh, dynamic and they are really complex people and characters that can sometimes be looked at as very two-dimensional but Mm -hmm. in reality they are so deep and they have such different qualities and layers and levels to them that is really truly pretty beautiful and i think something that we as artists and change makers and and humans can really relate to Mm -hmm. um you also mentioned like a lot of us tend to leave some of those things from our childhood behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the most important things that I think you're talking to, I think usually we look for in leaders. um, I think some of our leaders right now do not like demonstrate this quality very well, but uh, is intellectual curiosity. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like if you, like are feeling stuck um, and are afraid to like try something new. Um, Like it's easy to stay in that fear again because just, just because like, I think a lot of people think in order to do something, you have to already know how to do it. Yeah. But like nobody knows how to do anything until they, do it so like having that emotion or having that yeah emotional intellectual curiosity um to be able to like try new things risk new things like that's one of the most important things i think for right now not just being a leader like in the sense of like running for office or something like that but like navigating this like this world like navigating this world of like career development, like most people now don't stay in like one career for like most of their life. Totally. And it doesn't matter like if you're a lawyer or what, like it's just not the same as it was 20 years ago. So being adaptable and being able, yeah, like being adaptable is like one of the most important things I think right now for success, so. Absolutely. No, and I'm, I'm, I'm laughing that because I, I resonate with that so strongly when you said, you know, not staying in the same career. I mean, I didn't study theater. I didn't really know that my life would lead me to being a theater maker and a musical theater artist. And I had a very different path and I, um, you know, I'm so lucky and grateful that at the moment I recognized that my path 
was not the path, the, the path I was on was not the path that my heart was totally in and that I felt I could contribute most to. I was able to make a different choice and, and step onto a different path. And it was a very unlike, there was no path really there. I had to build the path step-by-step myself, but I was able to see that. And I think it's because of, of the idea of us being in control of the choices we make and us being adaptable and us being able to create our own destiny and create a life for ourselves to some extent because of what we put into it. So I think that that is, it's so interesting that you, you frame it that way, but it's so true. Like the, the ability to be adaptable and the ability to make changes and uh, not be stuck in, in something that we perhaps don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. You, uh, that just reminds me. So your path, were you in like talent representation at one point? Was that what it was? (laughs) So, so my dream of all dreams was to be an agent Mm -hmm. and specifically I wanted to be an electronic music agent. Um, so I, I went to Syracuse university and, uh, I was obsessed with all things entertainment business related. Um, and I, I was incredibly lucky through college to be able to intern at places like MTV and Warner brother records. And I, I landed a job at ICM partners right out of college as an assistant to an agent. And it was truly the dream of all dreams. And I, I could so so clearly see myself um, continuing at one company and, and making my way up the ranks and finally being an agent. And what I realized is that, and, and being an agent is an incredible, an incredible position and an incredible job. It takes so much passion for your clients and so much resilience to um be an agent and it's something i so deeply respect because i was able to observe it firsthand working for um an incredible agent and working for a company that is so well known for their agents and their Mm -hmm. ability um and what i realized is that my uh my strengths and my kind of head and heart rooted uh, way of thinking and wanting to uh, be creative and contribute to the world and the changes that I was seeking to make was not best suited as an agent. And it was truly nothing other than me recognizing that perhaps there was another path for me and perhaps there was a stone that had yet to be turned because I just hadn't given it a chance yet. And theater was always something I did as a hobby, um, you know, through middle and high school. And I grew up uh, doing Indian singing and dance pretty intensely. Um, but I didn't understand that theater was was a craft. I didn't understand that that theater was a technique and something that you needed to learn tools of. And it's kind of, I always relate it to learning the language because you can grow up immersed in, in hearing the language or, or, you know, being familiar with it, but until you learn the building blocks of the language and how to craft the language correctly and how to um, not only know the language from 
you know, like a, a grammar point of view, but also to be able to communicate and communicate with musicality and, mm -hmm. and understand. Um, it is just a hobby until that point, because until you know that it's a craft that you have and a and something that you've built from the ground up, that is when you can you can start to use um, skills and interests in a different way. So, so for me, theater was always a hobby. I didn't, I didn't take an acting class until I was 24. Um, so I, it was a whole new world for me of, of taking something that I had grown up kind of being known for um, as a part of my identity, but never realizing that it could be much more and it could lead me to more and it could lead me to a path that I feel, you know, I feel like I'm in the right place and at the right time every single day. And that's not to say it hasn't been difficult and it hasn't been um, kind of, you know, a lot of untangling and a lot of figuring out and a lot of putting things together and connecting dots, but it's so worth it. And it, I couldn't imagine my life in any other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is funny you talking about the path like making a new path because a lot of times like the story of agents and actors and career changes mm -hmm. is a lot of times um, a lot of actors, not a lot, but like a lot of times there are a lot of agents that were actors at one point that went that way. Um, so I guess the other question, and I, I mean, I kind of know the answer to it a little bit, but I know that even like with this project, like you're kind of producing this project. Mm -hmm. um, and I know from a little birdie named Joanna Carpenter um, that also you've had other conversations about producing in the future. Um, and like you definitely consider yourself a theater maker. I mean, we're all, it's a collaborative art. So actors are theater makers too, even if they don't produce, um, right. but kind of, yeah what what's your goal not what's your goal like singular but kind of what's your vision or like dream um going forward yeah oh wow um what a great question i you know my my real passion and my real um heart calling within the theater world is uh portraying stories that we are familiar with and have known since we are little with BIPOC people and very consciously casting in a way that is reflective and representative of the world we live in. Um, and breaking the idea that the stories we know can only be portrayed in the way that it may have been introduced to us. So um, I'm particularly passionate about being a part of stories that fit with that idea. So, um, and, and I think that it is incredible and incredibly important that BIPOC writers are able to tell um, their own narratives and tell their narratives for other BIPOC artists to communicate and share. Um, and I think it's incredibly important not to forget that we do belong in the current canon. We mm -hmm. do belong, or we can belong in the current canon. We can belong in stories that, in the long running shows, in the long running stories, in the 
you know, the, the, the stories and narratives that we are familiar with already, we can and do belong there as well. Um, and, and I think the goal or the, the dream is, is to be a part of stories that use love and humanity at its core to navigate through change and really share what is most important to us and what matters. Um, and I want, I want to contribute to a theater world that is rooted in, in kindness and humanity and empathy, possibility, and a consciousness that I think we are all striving for and definitely have more potential for as well. Mm -hmm. So, so that is really the goal. I think, um, first and foremost, um, my dream is to be a storyteller and be a part of igniting change through being a storyteller. And beyond that, I want to be a theater maker who is constantly contributing to a more, um, more conscious and equal industry that we can all feel like we belong in and we can all call a home for ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, so, there was a conversation I had last summer and it was, I was briefly actually thinking about what it would take to like start some kind of new um, agency. <laughs> like basically just one of my frustrations with the industry um, as it is with actors is I feel like actors a lot of times don't have a lot of agency. Right. Um, I do think Jen has done a good job of like empowering that community to, to take more agency. Um, but yeah, I think it's really, I think that you kind of bring that to your acting, like your act, your approach to acting and creating um, probably you having experience working with agencies. Um, that's just, I'm guessing how you think about it. Um, and like, I had an opportunity earlier this year, um, pre-COVID, <laughs> there was a play that like, there was like one role in it kind of like, that I saw kind of for me, went for, called back for, didn't get. Mm -hmm. And then the director and like the, the, kind of lead actor which which was like another role we're like clashing and so he brought me in and um almost like was considering me replacing this other actor mm -hmm. and this actor was like a white dude and it was like written more for like a white person and basically like i didn't end up getting like i didn't end up replacing that that character he ended up replacing him with another white person um which is fine like that's how it was originally written mm -hmm. um but in hindsight like if i had been thinking about agency and thinking about it was a weird thing like where that's a awkward situation where you're not trying to you're not trying to like work hard to replace another actor ever you know what i mean right like ethically kind of but um but at the same time the character was meeting like the rest of a family that like, so he was, he was the outsider mm -hmm. in this thing. Like 
it was like him and his fiance. And just in hindsight, like if I had taken more agency and thought about what I would have brought to it, it would have been an opportunity to, yeah, like, yeah, it wasn't written for, for me, but if I was playing that same role, I'm even more the outsider. Right. And so that's, I think, the opportunity a lot of times in looking at these different stories and like retelling them, like not changing what the story's about, but just how can we make this deeper, you know? And I think um, something you said about, about agency is so important. And I think the way agency looks to each person and the way they embody agency of their, their craft or their career or themselves is super different. And I, th- I think what's been so helpful for me and what I really strive to continue to do every day is um, have an agency over the way my, uh, my artistic career or path could go based in who I am and, and my values and the, the world I'm seeking to live in. So I think that agency for every person has to come from a way that is so so innate and so um, authentic to them. And, you know, I think every single person is remarkable in their own way. And what makes one person remarkable is very different than what makes someone else remarkable. And how can we take the, the greatness inside of us and what makes us shine and what makes us um, remarkable? How can we take that and infuse it into our thoughts and actions and decisions and our career choices and the characters we are drawn to and the, you know, the way we weave our artistic lives, how can who we are and the greatness inside us um, infuse all of that? And how can we call that agency? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I've forgotten to do this a couple of times recently. So <laughs> let me get this in now. Uh, where's the best place for people to follow you and follow this project? And yeah. yeah. Um, so my website, which is uh, Um, is kind of my artistic home on the, in the digital world. Uh, and I, I do plan to share this project um, on all the social platforms that I'm a part of and kind of have my website as the, the hub for all of it. So you can follow the project um, starting the second week of September in uh, on my website and on any social platforms and the handle for those are the same as my website, my first and last name. Um, and I'm hoping that this project is is uh, able to be seen and is visible for the people that need um, that need that little bit of inspiration to know that they belong and that they can be who they want to be in an industry that is rooted in humanity, kindness, and compassion. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, are you uh, excited about any particular shows or anything right now or any particular thing being created right now book whatever um um 
I'm actually rereading right now, Thanks for the Feedback, which is a, a book we talk a lot about at JWS. Um, and, and what's so interesting and what's, what's making me excited about rereading this book is um, we can put any lens on taking feedback, you know, whether it's a, a piece of feedback we've heard or, or a piece of feedback that we're scared of hearing or, or a piece of feedback we may be creating for ourselves. Um, reading this book with this project in mind has been so eye-opening to me because we, as artists, we put our heart and souls and our minds into everything that we do. Um, and I believe that very strongly. And it's important for us to have a strong mindset and to have resiliency that's really rooted in, in an innate inner strength. Um, so reading this book or rereading this book with this project in mind has been really exciting for me to, to know that I am putting something out into the world, which I believe is important for other people to see so that they can begin their own journey and that they can um, come into their own as well. And if this, you know, even 1% adds to that it's a success for me and it's a win for me. So um, I'm excited about rereading this book with this project in mind. Um, and I'm really excited about the way that artists have stayed creative during this time. And uh, you know, it's something that cannot be taken out of us no matter what um, our circumstances may be, the way we communicate, the way we show up, the way we um, practice our craft I'm excited and inspired by by the artists that I know and the change makers that I know um, using everything that's inside of them to move through this time and to uh, navigate and kind of question what is next and what what may be possible for them. And a dot that I'm just connecting now, kind of something we touched on earlier is a word that's very, uh, apparent in the princess narratives is the word more. You know, Ariel says, I want more. Belle says, I want so much more than they've got planned. Uh, Jasmine in Palace Walls in the, in the musical version says, maybe there's more beyond these palace walls. And the idea of wanting more, but not knowing in the moment how to get there and connecting that dot. And I see the artists around me that I know and love and, and, and am inspired by building that bridge and, and connecting that dot and seeing how they can continue their pursuit of more within this time and with the gifts that they have. Mm -hmm. That reminds me. So I talked with uh, Lily recently and mm -hmm. one of the questions I had was about the, the dreaded question, <laughs> um, which sometimes for me isn't necessarily dreaded. Like, depending on what's going on. Sometimes I'm excited to talk about things. Um, the thing that I don't like sometimes about that question or have difficulty with is when the question is, when there's like a binary answer that's kind of expected. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, sometimes it's like, yeah, what are you up to? <laughs> and the honest answer may be something along the lines of like trying 
to figure out how to best have a positive impact on the world this week or something like that even feels like too binary for me, but like sort of, yeah, like wanting more in a way where it's like, yeah, you're working on this specific project, but the project is about more than the project. Right. Right. Totally. And, and the more being rooted in, in generosity and the Mm -hmm. more rooted in, um, a sense of self and the more being rooted in, you know, creating something that can resonate on a deeper level than, you know, maybe something very tangible or something product oriented, wanting more for the right reasons. And, um, you talked about it a little bit, like, it is a weird, this time that we have right now, it's weird, for sure. Like, there, it's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. But something that I really love about it and love about creating during this time that I want to try to keep going forward is that because so much is unknown and because, like, theaters aren't open right now, I know that some film and TV is sort of starting to happen, but all of that is like questionable as to like what extent it's actually happening. Um, And even if it starts happening, anything can be halted at any time. So as far as like creating right now, I don't, I feel an urgency to create, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel pressure. Like I'm not, I'm not concerned with the outcome other than that. I do the work that I'm, that I know I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not, I'm not concerned about what happened, like what the result is after. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that speaks to the purpose behind it or the, the drive of purpose behind it. And, and knowing that the contribution and the impact is, potentially more important than the product of of whatever you're you're creating mm-hmm. and i feel that strongly with this project too because um you know had had we not been this specific uh time frame or you know in in the shutdown and in uh, a world of social distancing like perhaps this idea would have taken shape as a, a show or a, mm-hmm. a, a show at you know like a cabaret type of night or something, perhaps it would have taken place as a live performance um, with other people involved. And, you know, who knows what shape or form it could have taken, but I feel that this, um, this time has led this project to take the shape that it has because of, of what is possible during this time. And, and I think that it's, so much more impactful that it was so possible during this time. And it, it is, you can find a way to share what you believe in and what you hope to see in whatever way you can, you know? And like, for me, being a part of the narrative is so incredibly important. And it, you know, it, it, it speaks to the, the deepest part of my soul to belong in the narrative and, I think that whatever we can do as artists to 
get closer and closer to that and whatever we can do as, as people to reach closer to what really matters to us is so incredibly important. And, and whether the, the impact or the product is what it could be or could have been with, uh, you know, different resources or different um, possibilities or constraints or whatever it is, positive and negative, it is what it is because of the way it's, it's shaped from who we are and what we've had around us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, I, th- I think I just really want to say thank you to you. I, it's been so wonderful to have this conversation. And I think what's interesting about, about us um, having this conversation is that I think we've always been in spaces together where it's, it's uh, from a mindset point of view and from, from a conversation point of view. And I feel like this is such a great continuation of the spaces that we've shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such a underlying artistic, uh, you know, beauty to the conversations always, but they're so rooted in, um, our mindset work and, and the changes that we seek to make. So I'm so appreciative of, of having this conversation with you and, and other people being able to hear and, and hopefully take something away from it. Yeah. I've also really always appreciated what you've said um, in the conversations we've been having about like color conscious mm-hmm. casting and like how to approach that. Cause it's a, it's a complicated discussion and it's like even within the BIPOC community mm-hmm. there are different like it's like there's a there's shared beliefs and then there's different individual beliefs um mm-hmm. and like the at the end of the day again like the answer is not binary like it's not it's not black and white you know? Totally. No, I, I 100% agree with you. And I think I have shared this with you in, in different conversations, but I think it's important for us to all acknowledge our own opinions and know that we each have our own opinions and to continue to fight for a more collectively conscious industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to say in spite of our opinions or regardless of our opinions, because I think our opinions are, are, are a product of who we are and what our experience has been and how we identify. But with that in mind, how can we all actively and consciously fight for an industry that we can all call home? So while I am a strong um, advocate for for affinity and and knowing um, who you are and and people who may resonate with your experience or your your identity or an identity similar. I think it is just as important or more important to have that in service of a collective that serves us all mm-hmm. and um, a collective that you know whether it's a an artistic collective or a BIPOC collective or you know, theater collective, how can we all come together to, to make this a space and place where everyone feels like they belong? Mm-hmm. Um, and just to circle back, so um, 
the first of these is going to come out second week of September. Mm-hmm. And then how often do you plan to have the other ones come out? Um, I'm thinking right now once a week, uh, to share a video once a week. So that'll, that'll take us to seven weeks. Um, and I'm excited to, you know, to find the different ways that this can be shared and to find the different, um, areas that this can be shared and the different, um, types of people this can be shared with. I'm, I'm hoping to share it with the South Asian community, because I think that right now, as we look at Broadway, um, we don't see a lot of South Asian people on the stage. And I, if I can do anything to unlock a sense of possibility for, um, you know, for someone in high school or middle school or college who is not sure that they belong on the stage, you know, if this can even give some sort of, yes, you do. And yes, we can that, you know, that's incredible. So I, I think that, I'm excited to to see how this can be impactful, not just for the theater industry and theater world, but also for other communities um, who may not feel that they are represented or that they belong right now. And the name of the project is the Princess Possibility Project? Yep. Okay, cool, cool. Yes. Nice. Um, well, do you have any final thoughts you wanna leave with today? Uh, I, I hope all the listeners are, are healthy and safe and, uh, and are able to, uh, you know, just hear their heart and feel their heart and, uh, be well. I'm, I know it's such a tough time for everyone. So I hope everyone is, is as well as they can be. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for sitting down and talking with me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I look forward to seeing seeing the project starting second week of September. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to ongoing conversations with you and hopefully, you. you know, some collaborations soon. Absolutely. <laughs> something, let's let's get something in the works. Sounds good. All right. Well, you be well. Thank you. You too. And I'll see you soon. Bye. So that was Priya Mahendra princess possibility project links are in the show notes subscribe to her youtube follow her on instagram support the project and hopefully that inspires you to remember that we are only limited by our thoughts so if you have uh, limited beliefs maybe you know start working on on building new ones um, thank you so much for listening to the bushwick variety show if you enjoyed that episode Please subscribe, rate, review, share. Hit me up on social media. Let me know how you're feeling. If you know somebody who should be on the show, um, feel free to reach out. I'm always interested in having conversations with interesting people. Thank you, Priya, for sitting down to talk with me. I look forward to seeing the rest of the project. Uh, So far, we have Ariel, Anastasia, Cinderella, and so we have four more, one of them coming out Wednesday. I don't know what that one's going to be, so you should check it out. All right, everybody, have a great week, and I will be back here on Thursday. Take care. Peace. We're going to set you free.